Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Every word of scripture means something. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. Hey, we're going to do a Bible study through the book of Ephesians. Now, I thought long and hard about this, and I really believe that this is going to help some of you love to dig into the Bible. I think many believers struggle with reading the Bible. I'll be honest with you. I struggle with reading the Bible. It's hard for me to read. It's much more enjoyable to study. When I just sit and try to read the Bible like I read another book, you know, my mind wanders, obviously. So I've got to dig in. I always tell people I get less reading accomplished. I mean, I cover less pages in my Bible study time because I just take so much time running cross-references and looking up words and checking historical data and what does this word mean. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to walk you through a little bit of the book of Ephesians over at least the next six podcasts, okay? Now, Years ago, uh, I believe the first book of the Bible that I really grasped was the book of Galatians, you know, the gospel of grace, the book of Galatians. And it seemed to me in my mind that once I grasped that book of Galatians, like I knew what it was about, I didn't just know like a verse here, a verse there. I think that's how most Christians live. Here a verse, there a verse, everywhere a verse. But very little leadership in context. Once I understood that book, it seemed like the rest of the Bible opened up to me. I had like Velcro that I could stick things to. So, I want to take the book of Ephesians and cast it out to you and hopefully give you some excitement about reading and studying the Bible. Now, we're going to do this, you know, just in about 15 minutes. So, you know, you might want to get the show notes to go with this. Now, what is interesting about the book of Ephesians in the New Testament is this. It's really the only epistle that's written to more than one local church. Ephesus was a region, and this book was written to multiple congregations in the same region. And for that reason and another reason, there is really no correction in the book of Ephesians per se. In other words, you know, you read Galatians. Oh, you foolish Galatians. You read the Corinthians. You read the Romans. I mean, there's lots of correction. Not bad. But in Ephesians, what you get is a lot of vision. And the vision is simply this. What does God's church look like? This is what I would call the three-dimensional gospel. Like, what in when you're reading this, you have got to say, wait a minute, Paul is painting a picture here. And it's real important we get that picture. So what I did was I just quickly outlined the six chapters in the book of Ephesians. And by the way, a good Bible study technique, especially when you're dealing with a small book like this that has six chapters, is just to sit down and you can read those six chapters uh, 
you know, in 20 minutes, a decent reading, uh, read it all at one time, the first six chapters. And then you go back and you say, okay, now I'm going to read the first chapter. And what I do is I'll read that first chapter over and over and over again. I might read that first chapter for a week every day, several times, just trying to absorb it, just making mental notes, scribbling notes. I'm a, I, I, I always have a Bible that has a you know, room on the edge to write. Then I have my little scrap papers that I write on and, you know, my desk is full of them. Because it takes me a long time to absorb because I believe every word means something. And I think so often we're just literally taking verses out of context and not really applying them in their full thing. So I'm just going to give you this outline real quick, okay? And this is just, you know, the Keith Tusi school of, of notes. And you could come up maybe with some better things. The first chapter is identification, who we are in him. The second chapter is separation or sanctification, what he's called us to. The third chapter is uh, presentation uh, or preservation, excuse me, preservation you know, the ongoing reality of our salvation. The fourth chapter is articulation, us sharing the message of the gospel. And the fifth chapter is dedication. So what you could do is you could read a chapter and you could say, okay, what is the theme? See, once I get the general theme of the book, see, once you understand that the book of Ephesians is a picture of the church, then you start as you read. You're coloring by numbers. You're saying, "Oh, this, oh, oh! This, look at this picture. Look at look at this facet of it." Okay. And then for me, I just try to identify the chapters, and then that gives me something kind of to work with. Now, one of the most famous verses I would say in my circles that I've ever heard preached from in Ephesians one is verse eighteen. You've probably heard this verse. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now, I'll just tell you right now, to you can't speed read this. What are the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Those all need studied out. But this is one of those unique things where I believe that he's not saying this is to come, but if you read the chapter, he's already telling you what those things are. He's telling you what the inheritance of the saints is in the prior 17 verses. And he's now praying, I, you know, it's like when a guy preaches and then he prays, God help them get it. It's like, you know, you're having a conversation with somebody and you say, man, did you understand what I said? I believe that's what's happening here. So let's just kind of cherry pick a couple of those verses out of chapter one. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Verse eight. Well, let's go to verse seven. <laughs> See, it's so hard for me to control myself here. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Now notice verse eight which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. Wow. Now, how can you speed read that? 
he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him. So in those three verses, we have the word riches, we have the word lavished, and we have the word kind intention. Does that not give you a great appreciation of God's intention on how he wants you to see him, yourself in his church? He wants you to see that you are a part and a parcel of this church he birthed. And so I believe when he's saying that prayer in verse 18, he's praying what he just preached to them, that they would understand that having that lavish grace, having the riches of forgiveness, having the kind intention of Almighty God, that that would be their identity. When they looked at their life, even in rough circumstances, they would say, I am rich in forgiveness. I am rich because God Almighty has kind intentions to me. Of course, when some other people don't, right? <laughs> that's why that's so important. And he has lavished on me. Don't you love it? I mean, I got to be honest with you. I love great hospitality. You know, I've got a friend, Tony Seriani, down in Florida, owns this great Italian restaurant. And it's like something out of the old school. You go down there, Tony comes out with his aprons on. He says, bring him some manicotti, bring him some meatballs, bring him some of that special fish I got, bring him a piece of slice of... He just lavishes on... It's my favorite place to go to eat. He just lavishes it on you. Hallelujah. I love it. It Don't... <laughs> That's what I think of. God is not just, ah, you know, there's enough left over. You pick up a crumb. He's lavishing on you. Did you have a rough day today? You know, I mean, have you had a rough life maybe? I mean, are there there circumstances around the corner that you know are not going to be pleasant? Listen, your identity, this is what God says about you. This is a picture of his church. You know, and that's why you've got to be careful when you're talking about God's church because God has put all his eggs in one basket. This is his bride. When you start cursing his bride and calling his bride names and saying his bride isn't good enough for you, I'm just going to tell you, you're in hot water. You are mocking the cross. You may not mean to do that, but that's exactly what's happening. And there's some people, friends of yours, that need to hear that. And you can tell them I said it, and you can send them this podcast. Please quote me. I won't back down. This is what God is saying from this. This is an incredible chapter about God's identity. Then when you go to the end of the chapter, we read verses 20 through 23. Listen to this which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in the aged, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Now listen to this. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him his head over all things to what? To the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all things. Where is the fullness of Christ at today? It's in the local church. It's in his body because in that body, he has lavished all his grace upon us. He has shown his kind intention to us. He has given us the riches of his forgiveness. 
This is the understanding of identification. I believe this is what the Apostle Paul was praying in verse 18, that the eyes of our understanding would be open, that we would know the riches of our inheritance. Don't it make you want to go home? Some of you are driving right now. Doesn't it make you want to go home and read the Bible to get your pen out and make some notes and look up some words and get the whole context? Say, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to challenge you to read this chapter, no matter what else you're reading, you're doing other Bible study, read this chapter every day for a week and just say, Lord, I'm going to pray Ephesians 1.18 as I read this, that I will get it, that my identification will be in you, that I'll see this picture of your holy, awesome church that you want to put everything under your feet at. You know, when Peter preached on Pentecost, that's what he said. He's waiting for everything, for all his enemies to be made his footstool. And here the the Apostle Paul, this is like a vision. I mean, he's seeing this. This is like three-dimensional. He's seeing this is what the church looks like. You know, this is just very exciting to me. This, this makes me want to study the scripture. This makes me want to be full of the word so that when something is happening, I'm thinking about me as a person who is walking in the lavish grace of God. Hallelujah. How about you? Amen. Listen, I, I want to just invite you to really enjoy the word. Let the Lord serve it to you. Let him lavish you with his word and you'll never be the same. Let the word of God dwell in your heart. Understand his kind intentions to you. Hey, this is Keith Tusi, and you know what I'm doing? I'm giving you leadership in context today. I trust you'll take a hold of it, and you'll share this with somebody. God bless you in Jesus' name. Today, Keith had a discussion on Ephesians chapter one. Take time to study this chapter this week. Our prayer for you, is that as you do this, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.